everyone. Welcome to a fast, slow edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man that, much like the C64, tends to be rendered in kind of browns and greens and boring beige. I give you the Brent. That's not true. I wear very colorful clothing. When? Look at what you're wearing right now. You can't pick it. This is the embodiment of the C64. Folks, for you listening to the radio, he's got a kind of a Luke Brown greenish hat and a lame Luke Brown greenish shirt. To to be fair, the the hat has been beat down. I'll just say, so is is the guy. Yeah, you ain't kidding. So thanks for tuning in tonight, everybody. Very excited about this uh, episode because last week we spun the wheel. We made the deal. It's the second time around on this deal uh, as we're going to be doing, bam, Commodore 64... Cartridge games, the brand Commodore 64 cartridge games. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the, when you do as many pieces as we do, sometimes we double up and we don't even know. Well, I knew it was the second time, and I said that over and over, like, oh, we're doing that one again, and you sort of no-sold it. And so to prove it wrong, in our little opening sequence, bam, there's us on the first go-around <laughs> when we did this, which I, we, were ta- we talked about Dragon's Den, and we also talked about Pathfinder. Those are two fun games. Uh, so, did you find anything interesting on your uh, path to picking what you end up choosing? Did you try anything else out? <clears throat> there are a lot of C64 cards. Yeah, there are. I don't know if I had found the list that I looked at this time previously. I, I, I have a feeling I, I picked the game I picked and just went with it last time. Because uh, uh, Dragons... You were young in the game. <coughs> oh, point. no. Dragons Den was, it was a fun game. I do um, remember liking that one. That was a real early one yeah. too, I believe. It, it was it was a weird game. Yeah, it was, it was a hard game. But uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my first my my number one concern was I was gonna pick a game that wasn't a cart game. Yeah. So I found a an all inclusive list, and I was scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, and I was looking at different games. I probably looked at. About a dozen games before I picked what I picked. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of the games I looked at, oh, there's a lot of good C64 games on cart, for starters. And I, ugh, I, I could see how I picked Pathfinder last time because Activision had tons of cart games. Yeah. And, and a lot of them we'd already played, but like stuff like Hero and Pitfall 2, River Raid, I was like, oh, yeah, I could play any of those. You know, and I almost picked the Cathlon. I came in eight, so I know you're not the biggest fan of the Catholic, but I thought it was a great game when I played on the Atari 2600, and I'm not sure I'd ever played it on the uh, on a C64. Uh, but uh, tons of people made carts. Tons of people uh, made uh, uh, saw like basically like hardware mods that went in the cart. You know the uh, yeah. like, the uh, fast load Epic's fast load cartridge comes to mind. Epic's had a ton of carts. You know it's funny the big publishers they went for the carts. Uh, early and often, and it's not like this stuff was duds. I mean, you had some good stuff on there. Well, some of it was duds. Well, I mean, some, of, but I mean, some of everything's a dud. I, I was actually, I'm surprised because uh, carts are always expensive, right? Yeah. And and your early consoles, they didn't have a choice, right? <clears throat> you know, it was car, right. it was cartridge slaughter bust. So I, in my mind, I thought, you know, there's just not going to be a lot of carts because these manufacturers aren't going to want to pay the extra expense when. Loading off cassette or loading off disc was an option. Right. But the more I thought about it, right, especially for C64, yeah, disc is an option if they have a disc drive. Tape drive is an option if you hate your consumer. Yeah. What is the one thing... No, that was the only option for some stuff. But I know, but what was the only option that everyone had access to equally, right? Cartridges. Right. Yeah. So from that perspective, I was like, okay, that kind of makes more sense to me now. You know, it's funny that we talked this on the show, because we you know, we grew up with a cartridge machine, which is the Curious uh, 80 color computer, Coco hey. 2. Well, no, it had a cartridge slot. Uh, yeah, it I, did. As I lamented <laughs> on our last show, well, I don't think, I can't recall us owning a single cartridge, aside from the cartridge that hooks into the floppy drive, right. which isn't a cartridge, and the cartridge that does the talking, the, yes. the speech pack. That's it. We never bought a single cartridge. The funny thing is, the one machine that I think about, like, why did they get rid of this? It would have been awesome if the Amiga had had some, like, expanded cartridges. It's I guess at that point, the ship had sailed. Well, but it, would be, it would have been cool if the Amiga had had a cartridge slot in. I would have loved it. And it sort of, I mean, it had a slot, but it wasn't for cartridges. No. But it, it would have been kind of cool to have one. I, I wonder how, what kind of, I mean, it would have cut down on piracy for sure. And I don't know what the max would it have. Oh, yeah. 
on the Amiga. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how prevalent <laughs> disk drives were. But I mean, it would have. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what size cartridges uh, we're getting to at that point. You know, because the Amiga, the floppy disk, held quite a bit. I think it's one point eight megabytes of uh, or one point seven megabytes of of uh, of information. And uh, most of these cartridges were. Was significantly smaller. Yeah, they're not pi- they're And I don't not know if it was even much. financially feasible to run one, uh, you know, to have one that size. But it would have been neat uh, to have had one. That's one thing the C64 has that I, I always thought was cool. But all the old computers had them. You know, TI had it, and the C- C64 had it. Of course, the VIC had it. The Coco had it. Uh, well, uh, and, and much like for the C64, yeah. it... I, was it actually referred to as the cartridge slot, or was it just the expansion slot that eventually ended up being a cartridge slot? Because, I mean, just like your example you gave about us, we never used the cartridge slot for games. It was always yeah. for accessories. Yeah, pencil pops in. The Amiga was 880. I was thinking the high-density high uh, floppy disk, which I was one of the few people who actually used that, I think, back in the day uh, that they had one. It was, uh, was kind of rare. So with all that said... Uh, there were still tons and tons of these. I almost picked... Uh, I the one I came closest to picking that I ended up not picking was Park Patrol. Because I've been wanting to cover that game. And the only reason I didn't pick it was because I'd seen Flack covered a couple months ago. And it's pretty fresh. I was like, I don't want to rip off his gimmick. I'm going to try something a little bit different. Uh, and I don't know what your inspiration was. I guess we'll get to it uh, when the time comes. So you know what I do? You know what I like to do in, in situations like this, the brand? I like to look through a huge list... And look for the thing with the coolest sounding name. Do you even look at pictures beforehand? Heck or no. Just... Pictures are for suckers. Well, no, no, no. Surely, after you you find a cool sounding title, yeah. you at least do a little bit of research before well, you put your money I down. Well, sometimes I do do that, but not all, not every time, that's for sure. So I'm going to guess I, I know say, which if you did it this time I will or say not. this time I did have a quick look before I picked it. I knew I didn't want to get you get I didn't want you to harsh me down with your wine. Just out of curiosity, when you looked, did you have your eyes closed? Hey, take <laughs> off. Don't rag on my game because the game I picked, I thought was pretty cool. And that game has a cool name too, and it's called Bam Crisis Mountain. Coming down the mountain. Remember that song? Anyway, Crisis Mountain, y'all. Now, I'd never heard of this. I hadn't either. Uh, this one released uh, in February of 84, uh, the brand. Now, this one came out on multiple systems. Did you know that? Yes. And, and a crap ton of it's them. It's an Apple II release in 82. Which, yeah, I believe that was the original. Uh, I did play it on Apple was, II, by the, the way. Okay, we'll talk about that because I, I, I didn't play it. It had an Atari 8-bit release on 83, and then in 84, you got the C64, the FM7, and the PC88. Those two systems, Japanese specials. Uh, this was a, uh, a, a game published by Creative Software Inc. and created by a guy named David Schroeder. David Schroeder actually has has a one big call uh, claim to fame here. This is the guy that created a very famous and popular game called Dino Eggs. He also did a, a, a sort of a, a remix of Dino Eggs out a couple years ago called, called Dino Eggs Rebirth. Wait, Dino Eggs from the arcade? No, home version. Okay. You know, eggs. And then he also did Short Circuit, but I'm not going to hold that against him because I, I hated that movie. Uh, the conversion on the C64 was handled by Lloyd uh, Allman Jr. Jr. He had also had a go at Space Ranger, the third courier on the Amiga. He also uh, did Pit Stop 2, and uh, he did a Mac game, Spirit of Excalibur. It's a pretty cool name. Uh, this... Uh, this game uh, came out at, during the, I don't know, I'd like to say early earliest days, but it was fairly early in the game, 84. And that's not that early. That's pretty early. When it's do about, you think the C64 came out? I thought it was 82. It was, it was somewhere in that ballpark, but I mean, you're talking less than two years. Okay. That's early. All right. Listen, you're being too picky with the early. Early, I think eight months. Now, so when I saw this game's uh, setup, I thought, hey, wait a minute, I got something here. Uh, because you know me, I like a game where you, you know, uh, jump around and uh, and dodge stuff and whatnot. Uh-huh. And the premise of this game is, I mean, listen, it's it's pretty awesome. It, it is. It is. So, here, the way it goes down, according to the documentation, there have been some terrorists, right, who had their, <laughs> this is so good, they had their base in this volcano, okay? They're terrorists, right? Who knows which group? And who knows where? 
But they had, they, you know how terrorists are, they don't have a lot of forethought. So they put all their crap in this volcano. Well, guess what happens, all right? The volcano becomes active, all right? So the terrorists are like, screw this, we're out of here. And, and they leave all their terroristic crap behind, right? And so, including bombs. Oh, yeah, no, that's not the standout thing that they left behind. <laughs> they leave a lot of stuff behind. <laughs> But they leave bombs behind. What do you think the standout thing they left behind? They is? they 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 left behind Novas. They did leave. Well, I mean, we're, I'm, I wasn't sure on exactly what those were. I'm assuming they're some sort of mega bomb or something, but they're not good. And so your job is to go down into this uh, into this dark, dank, volcanic pit and to retrieve all the crap they left behind. All right, simple. All right, it's not that bad uh, until you get down here. And then you realize this isn't like a proper cave. This is a real type cave where there's lots of kneeling and crap rolling around. Uh, the controls on this are interesting. It's a, it's a, it's basically a one. It's a uh, multi-screen game, but it's, it's you know one screen at a time, sort of like a Donkey Kong. You finish one. Yeah, screen, it's a single one. screen game. And uh, uh, you play, you play the hero that's going down to get all this stuff that the terrorists left behind. Now. Inside the cave, it's it, you. You could run around in most places, but there are places where you have to crawl on your on hands yeah. and knees, and you have to go and retrieve all the stuff they left. They left the, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. The, the most important things they left behind, though, were these Nova. Uh, I don't know what you would call. Them. They're basically shapes. We'll just call them shapes. And they also left. They, they for whatever reason, the terrorists buried these active bombs. I'm not sure about what happened there. Well, yeah, so people couldn't come back through. Right, but and take why this did they stuff? turn them on? Because they were leaving. Here's my question: If they, if the terrorists put a bunch of active bombs in this volcano, why are you bothering? Well, what's I, the point? Is it going to shoot the volcanic no, ash? Yeah, no, I, sideways. Or I, I think the, uh, I think the the rationale is if the bombs blow up, it's going to activate the volcano. <laughs> Listen, this is like if me and you had a terrorist act. Like, we would just be like, well, let's bury him. Screw it. You know, we don't know what we're doing. So, as you run through this maze, or this, uh, uh, this platforming area, your guy uh, has to dodge falling rocks. Because guess what? It's a volcano, right? Also, you've got to dodge lava pits. Because guess what? It's a volcano. The uh, inside of the, of the caverns are, are, are often angled. So, like, you get the old Indiana Jones special. Boulders are rolling downhill. They're shooting. Also, boulders will shoot up out of the lava, and then they'll get to the top, and they start rolling down. So, you've got to continuously avoid all these uh, rocks. Now, thankfully, this isn't like one hit and you're dead game, because you'd be it would not be a very fun game if it did that. So, your guy can take three hits before he gets killed. Yeah. He's pretty technically, tough. Technically, that's true. Now, you know... Let's pretend you're the hero, okay? Okay, I'm, you're run, I'm you're going running, home. Uh, you're running around. All of a sudden, a boulder comes up and hits you square <laughs> in the face, okay? Now, you're not dead, but it's going to affect you adversely. Well, th- this game is very realistic because when you get hit, your guy is mauled, and he moves like at a snail's pace. <laughs> For When it first happened, I thought the emulation had screwed up. I was like, what's going on here? No. That's built into the game. It's realism. Well, the first hit's not so bad. You just well, it's not great. You though. can't walk as quickly. <laughs> you walk at crawl speed, basically, and right. you crawl at but dead man speed. Yeah, you basically. you you walk about half the, yeah. your normal speed. Yes. So your second hit. Are you going to go through all the the stages? No, go ahead. You're you're, okay. you're on fire. The second hit you take, you are you stumble. Like after a jump or something. By the way, what did, how did you feel about that? Oh, I'll, I'll get into that when I get my review. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you stumble. Like you'll just be walking, and then you'll go to a crouch, a crouch animation. Right. The third hit, uh, you can't get up. Well, okay. Your your first state is you move around like normal. You can get There's, up, but it's hard. You you basically can't get up. It's tough. You you walk about two inches, and then you go back to your crawl animation. And in it your crawling animation, you barely move. So go right ahead. I love ahead. that. And I've got a little side story here. I was helping a, a dipstick move last weekend, okay, last Sunday. Not and I, me. And I jumped up on the back of the moving truck like a hero. You know how they got those bars on the back uh-huh. that you grab? And I grabbed the bar, but it was wet, right? 
and both my crappy old two-year-old shoes that have no tread slid off the side of the back of the truck, and it mauled my legs. Yep. Big, huge bruises. I've got huge, it took a big chunk out of me. I couldn't even hardly walk. I've been mauled, okay? So I knew what this, when I was playing the whole week, I was playing this, and when this guy took a hit, I knew, I felt this pain. It was like role-playing for me to play this guy. Because you would get mauled if that happens. I don't have a problem with that. Well, it does slow you down, though. So, uh, when you're playing this, the uh, Commodore 64 joystick yeah, move left and right. Uh, and if you hit up or dial up, you'll jump. And then if you, if you, and then if you hit down, you'll crawl. And if you hit the button while you're down, there are certain areas that have timers under them. Yeah, the okay. bombs. And, and well, I mean, you guys spell it out. It's like a little box with a number in it and a bar above it. And you have to crawl over that, and you have to pull down when your guy's in crawl position, and then start hitting the button real quick, and he'll start digging into the dirt mm-hmm. to try to find that bomb. And then eventually he'll get to it, and he'll disarm the bomb. Now, there's a shovel you can pick up that makes this exponentially quicker. Four times. Four the times The problem quicker. is, the shovel, whenever you get hit, it, no matter which hit it is, the shovel... Flies across the entire cavern system somehow. Through walls. Doesn't matter. <laughs> my God, that was irritating. <laughs> You're trying to, so once I lost the shovel, I was like, I'm done with the shovel. I was it for that. Eventually, when you've disarmed all the bombs and you've picked up all the pickups, it will move you to the bonus round. Okay? The bonus round is you, all you're doing is going around and picking up the little Nova things, or whatever those things are called. Yeah, the equipment that any yeah. equipment that you haven't already picked up, and it will, and it will, it will stuff appears, and you, ha- you can go yeah. in that as long as you don't get killed, and then eventually, you, once you get t- killed, you move to the second stage. The second stage uh, is a similar setup, but it's a whole different map for the first stage. There's two complete levels in this that have that are completely different, including a uh, a tilted a tilted crawl or like a slide almost. And uh, a, a couple big long lava shafts. Uh, I I have to say the game has. I thought it was a pretty uh, attractive game. It reminded me of the Brent of a Coco game in some ways. It sort of had a, a, the same kind of colors set up and the look of a Coco. It's sort of like a Downland or yeah, something. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. Uh, so which hey, I'm okay with that. I mean, amongst the hierarchy of 64 games, is this the best looking game? No. Oh God, no. I would say this is somewhere maybe even slightly below average. But I thought for what you're yeah. doing, I think it's okay. Your guy's well animated. He jogs along. <laughs> he, little arms. He he he, uh, he he skips along. Yeah. And he he looks well, like you, he's just out for a stroll. That's right. That's right. He, uh, this game has an elaborate scoring system. If you go, if you get the man, I looked at the manual and it, it goes yeah. into a lot of the scoring. Is I mean, so it's a it's a high score affair for for sure. Uh, but you know, I I enjoyed it with a few caveats, which I'll get into before. I, I'm sure you have a long list of caveats. Uh, my first issue was the boulders themselves. Uh, you can get screwed real quick by being very unlucky. Like, sometimes, like, when you're crawling, you're defenseless, all right? And so, if three boulders happen to roll through the hole, you're bowed. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You can just cr- you crawl faster. Uh, so, that can be bad. Also, boulders just randomly shoot up, you know? And so, if you're in the air, you can just get nailed. And then you just, like, you're, you just get boned there. It's easy to take a, sh- a hit in this. Uh, I will say, I thought the jumping and the control were... I thought they were adequate. I didn't have that much trouble. I mean, don't get me wrong. Did I miss some jumps? Yes. But, I mean, is this like manic minor levels of super pinpoint actors that you need? No. I didn't think so. Uh, once I played this for a while, I ain't quite. I started to really enjoy it. But it is, I, I don't want to say it's super cheap, but there is some cheapness there. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of the cheapness is just, un, it's just basically unluckiness, I guess, for the most part. The shovel aspect of it, I mean, I can, it's it's okay. The fact that you don't have to have the shovel makes me not hate that as much as I could. Right. I could have really hated it, but I didn't because I because it could that could have been a much bigger uh, pain in, in the butt. Um, so a little bit about the guy that wrote this, David Schroeder. Uh, he he said that he was inspired to write video games after playing Donkey Kong, and he said that Crisis Mountain started out as a minimalistic version of that game in Apple Basic. So that's and get this, 
He chose Apple because he didn't own any computer, and it was the one they had at the nearest lab in community center. There you go. So that's what that's how I ended up figuring, figuring out what to, what to get, what the uh, what to play with or like. Uh, there's also a bat that will appear in this. Bird from the bat. Did you come across Bird from no, the bat? No, no, I did not. I watched. I think there are at least like four or five levels in. Bertram will, is is quite intelligent, and he can. Well, he seems intelligent. He he'll come and get you if he if he catches eye of you. And he got a lot of Bertram the bat got a lot of attention in the reviews I read. They thought he was very impressive. That the AI or whatever they used in Bertram the bat was quite impressive. Uh, you know, I didn't see Bertram all that much. Until I cheated a lot, then I got to see it quite a bit more. Uh, overall, though, a, a game like this reminds me a lot of Downland on the on the uh, Coco, which is a game I like, and I like this game. It's not perfect. I think he's a little too punishing when you take a shot, but I mean, I, it is interesting. It's an interesting game mechanic to make your guy suffer when he gets hit, uh, uh, which I like. I like the idea of the time bombs, the digging. I like the I, I like the fact that you have to go back and forth through the level. He gives you reasons mm-hmm. to do that, which I like. You know, I mean, sometimes it can be frustrating to have to go all the way back up. I wish the game ran a little bit faster. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but it's because it, it's not what I would call lightning fast. You know, but overall, and it's worse on Apple. I thought it was. I, I, I can imagine. What did you, What did you think of this one, the Brent? <clears throat> this game conceptually, yeah, is magnificent. Yeah, uh, the. The execution, however, is one of the worst executions of an a incredibly awesome idea I've ever seen. Come on, the worst? Yeah. And, and, and here's why. You can tell this is that dude's probably first game. And the reason why you can tell that is level design, first of all, is incredibly bad. It's really? A, I yes. thought it was very clever. No, it's not. No, the, the the layout's not the problem. It's your enemies. You can literally start this game up and be dead in four seconds. Well, I mean, but that's counting not something that's going to happen a lot. It, yes, it does. Because the the I'm not sure if the... The rooms aren't procedurally generated, for sure. No, they're but, set. But... If you get layout one or layout two, is re- which one you start with? You only you always start with the same one and always I, went to the second one. Now, mine. Well, no, layout one has two variations. It has two variations it of does? where the yes of where you start and where the bombs start. And oh, the bombs do change. Yes, <clears throat> and, and and depending on where the bombs start is where you start. And if you have the variation on the very first board. Where you start in the upper right-hand corner, yeah, you can have the boulders drop out of the upper right-hand corner and kill you instantaneously because it it doesn't happen every time. But if you if three things drop out, you die and you literally can't do anything about it. I never had it happen one time. I had it happen twice. So bad thing number one. Okay, you should never have, be in a position for that. Um, the other problem this game has is it's difficult, fine, I don't care if it's a difficult game. It is a cheap game. It is an absolutely, no, it is an absolutely cheap game. You, can, you can't predict where the boulders are coming out. They don't come out in any sort of pattern. It's random. And there are multiple spawn locations for the the boulders to come out of. It can come out of lava, it can drop from the top of the screen, it can drop to the from the side of the screen. And you have to cross all of these areas to accomplish your goal. So if you are just trying to jump over a lava pit and two things pop out of it, first of all, there's no invincibility frames, so you take both hits. Yeah, and once you get to a or crawl- three sometimes, and once you get to a crawling status, the game's over. Just let yourself die. You are never going to accomplish anything. Um, the shovel is a cool concept. I don't even mind that when you get hit, the shovel gets knocked out of your hands. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I wish there was something, some way to either use the shovel to to hit the boulders, or use the shovel as some form of attack, because it gives more value to the shovel. If you can hit the button fast enough, 
the shovel, I mean, the shovel is is a nice thing to have. It's a luxury. But it's not a necessity. But I mean, thank God they didn't make it a necessity. That would have ruined right. the game. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. There are a lot of jumps that are right on the cusps of being pixel perfect. Yeah, and, they're not and, quite there. And the C64 has big pixels, so that's not a huge problem. Unless you are being pressured by all the boulders and have to, you have, you're forced to make a jump you don't want to make. That's when it gets... The, the jumps are a little too precise. Did you ever get to the point... You know what this reminds me of? I meant to mention this, and I want to ask you while you're in the middle of your thing. Uh-huh. Did you ever get to the point... There were parts this, when it was at its best, okay, when you're in a spot and boulders are coming down. You know what it reminded me of was Pickaxe Pete because you'd have boulders ricocheting back and forth on a corner. Right. On this screen, especially, that we're watching on the second screen, and I got that feeling. It was a fun feeling. Like, okay, you're trying to you gotta anticipate which way the boulders are coming. So there were a couple moments in terms of the boulder jump. I got that pickaxe peat rush from the Odyssey 2, which is one of our favorite Odyssey 2 games. Did you get that at all? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There there are times when this game shines. Unfortunately, yeah, there really are. it's not nearly enough. Uh the items that you can collect outside of the shovel are just shapes. Yeah, I mean they—they've got them spelled out in the instructions, it, right? Yeah. But I mean they put zero effort. They're animated shapes, like as a square that gets bigger and smaller. Uh, but there's literally a line, a line that just kind of spins around. But that's all. That's all you need. No, it's day. not. That was plenty fine. Uh, I mean, that's way down the list. But the shovel looks like a shovel. The shovel looks like a shovel. Uh, your guy kind of looks goofy, but <laughs> a little but, but I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, that's uh, okay. He, his he's, not, he's not the best. His walk definitely has yes, personality. It does. Uh, yeah. he, he confidently, like, he, he walks like Vince McMahon. Like as Vince is coming down the aisle. He's high-stepping, arms swinging. Um, but here, in my opinion, is the absolute nail in the coffin for this game. Yeah. When you die, it takes... So long to get back into the action because it has this little you turn into an angel and fly to the top of the screen. Yeah, and if you're at the top of the screen, the flight is pretty short, but if you're at the bottom of the screen, it can take 10 12 seconds for your guy to fly up to fly from the bottom of the screen to the top. But that's the nail in the coffin, that little thing. That's not a little thing for a game that is this frustrating and is this cheap. The only way they can get through that sort of gameplay being that frustrating and, and cheap and you're getting killed not because of what you did but because you just had bad luck, do you have to be able to get in and out of that game in an instant? Well, you got you get effectively four men per guy. Four, you got hit points. No. It's not like you're dying instantly. What if they'd allow you to skip that animation? Would that have made you happier if you could just well, hit the button? Well, that would help a lot. Because the animation's cute the first couple times. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I had a lot of games are like that. This game could have been something special. Um, I, think if, I think if the developer, uh, the pro- programmer... If this was their fourth or fifth game, I think this game would have been spectacular. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't think that he had he was had the chops and he was ready to do a game uh, uh, that was this complicated because the game is not complicated, but the the themes behind the game are complicated, which is good. It just I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to really disagree with you. I'll be be honest with you. I don't agree with you. Okay. I think, number one, you're being way too nitpicky. So you also didn't mention the fact that when the boulders run through, they literally wrap around the screen. The screen wraps around the tunnels and stuff. It's a neat effect to have you come in one side and out the other. I like that. And the boulders follow suit through the tunnels. I think the flow of the boulders, I think you're not giving this guy enough credit on the level design. I thought it was real clever the way they popped up with that and they roll. And you can watch them roll through the level and they roll like you would expect boulders to roll for the most part through the level. But it's and I just think a sprite following the same path every not, time. No, they, don't, they don't follow the same path. They're, they come off, they do they, different stuff. They have they have dedicated paths. It's no, not like I they, don't agree with that either. It's not like the game is dynamically choosing I which way the boulders go. I think it's just like pickaxe feet. I think they just fly out, and that's and that's and that's the way it goes down. I found some reviews, uh, just a couple of people that looked at this uh, from back in the day. Uh, the people at Compute love, uh, like, were into the game. They really liked the bat, uh, and they uh, they said that uh, it was also a visual success. 
and a superior programming achievement, which is nice. I like that's a, I like that's out there. I agree with that. I think it's a really what, good effort. What mag what that was publication Compute, was Compute Magazine. Um, we did get a review on uh, from see the from clear. Discord, which is uh, Pajaco writes in. Uh, as an early 664 game, this isn't bad. There's a lot to like about it, but sadly, for me at least, a lot is left to chance when avoiding the enemies, and it's too easy to take unavoidable damage to make it feel fair. Sometimes simply just jumping over a lava pit and being caught mid-flight by a rock, or even jumping over a rock to land on another enemy with no control. And then, when you lose a life with little time left to get to that last bomb, there's no point in trying because you cannot get to it in time. That's true. What I liked about it was the puzzle element of figuring out your route as your game is different each time. And with practice, you can get better. But I like to feel I, fa- I like to feel I failed because I messed up and not because the game screwed me, which is unfortunately what Crisis Mountain does. Ultimately, this game has a seed to something great, but isn't quite there yet. Five out of ten. I 100% agree with everything I, that he just said. Well, I mean, said. he said the same stuff we both said. Uh, one thing we should mention, by the way, that I also liked about this is when you go through the caverns, assuming the cave doesn't blow up because of the, uh, because of the, uh, uh, because of the bombs, uh, all the stuff you've picked up stays gone, which is nice. So you don't have to go back and fetch it twice. Uh, so that another, so there are some advanced elements to this. There game that absolutely I like. are. Yeah, I think you're being way too hard on it. I just didn't have fun with it, man. Uh, you're too tough. Uh, Lemon sixty four also give this a four. Point one out of ten, which is a real low score. I don't know what the people at Lemon were smoking. I, I think even I, you don't give it that no, low a score. I, I think I think a five is. I fair. think this is a solid seven, in my opinion. No, um, I the, yeah, I did look this up on uh, you on YouTube on eBay. I looked it up on YouTube and eBay. Ironically, uh, you can get this thing uh, for forty-two bucks. Your best offer out of Germany. I saw one for sixty. Your best offer, and I saw one for twenty-four. Uh, uh, with the uh, just a cart, so there you go. No that is your. That's those aren't horrible prices because this is such a good game. I think it, I think you need to pay more. I guess that's where I'm going. Well, listen, uh, tough guy walking all over me. Yeah. Here's my review. All Prepare right. for a rebuttal, but let's see what you brought to the table. It's so freaking grandiose. Diamond mine. Diamond mine. Not diamond miner. Diamond yeah. miner sucks. Diamond mine. Yeah, and. What can you say about this game besides it's awesome? Well, uh, released I, now. You have up there released uh, in 1983. That's what I had. Yeah, uh, released in 1984. Okay, well, December of '83. It's what All I right. got written there. What uh, do you want? Developer IDSI. Yeah. Uh, What's that stand for? I, I don't know. <laughs> I trying to do research on them was absolutely impossible. Yeah. Um, their publisher. I did tons of stuff, right? But for them as a developer, I could find almost nothing out about them. And it, it part of it is because you're using a common thing, diamond mine, yeah. as your... Didn't you do a mining game last week, ironically? Just, why don't you just put your arm around me? Just love. Mostly yeah. love. Uh, if you remember... One, let me go into why I picked this game. Uh-huh. I went through... A crap ton of games this week. About a dozen games before I, I chose Diamond Mine. In fact, the funny thing is, I looked at Crisis Mountain before <laughs> actually picking this it's, one. It's got that allure. It does. Because yeah. from the screenshots, it looks incredibly awesome. It is great. Um, this game, Aaron, when I first booted it up, my absolute first thought was, this is just going to be Boulder Dash. Right? Yeah. Because it, it's Diamond Mine, perfect kind of spinoff clone. I was expecting Boulder It's Dash. funny because I played a stream of Amiga games a couple weeks ago, and I believe one we played was called like Diamond Mine, and it was a clone of Boulder Dash. Yes. So I skipped over this game four or five times in the list. Uh, and another thing that hurt it was I looked at Diamond Miner, yeah. and I was like, man, this is crap. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I just so came, much irony there. I just came back around. I was like, "All right, Diamond Mine. Let me see what this is." And I was like, "Oh, this isn't Boulder Dash at all." No. And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna." I, plus, my time was running out. I've had a ton of stuff going on this week, huh. and I was like, "Emerald Mine." Sorry, huh? That's what the game I played the Amiga, Emerald oh. Mine. My mouth's um, closed. So I was like, "You know what? Time, time to give this a go." So I made my thing official, and I, I was. St- 
stunned yeah. at how incredible this game is. <laughs> this is a single screen per level game. And you control a subterranean mining vehicle, an SMV. And your your goal, your task is to go into this old mine system and collect the mines that or collect the diamonds that are in it. Uh unprocessed at the beginning diamonds because these are special diamonds so you you have that in mind you take off in your smv and you find a maze like environment that's a mine for you that is filled in with dirt and as you're pushing through the dirt your vehicle goes slower but once you push the dirt away the it's gone forever right so I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's very dig dug up. It's very dig duggy, yeah. So I was like, I wonder how this is going to, how they're going to have this play out, right? Yeah. And uh, then I had the first enemy come at me. And yeah. there's two in the maze. At any given time, you can have two enemies. Well, you have the ability to shoot from your subterranean mining vehicle. If there's no dirt. If there's no dirt. Yeah, people don't pick up on that immediately. Right, which that is so nifty. So I was like, okay, that's very cool. But I thought, man, these enemies are nothing. You just shoot them, they die, they respawn again. Why, how is this ever gonna be a problem? Well, if you kill enough enemies, and it has the number you have to kill, it's different per stage, I believe, if you kill enough enemies, those loser enemies stop spawning, and like the boss enemy that can't be killed comes out, and he will absolutely wreck you because it's it's a maze with a lot of dead ends on some stages. So you have to only shoot the bad guys when it makes sense to shoot the bad guys. So you run around, you collect all these diamonds, and the diamonds don't just go in your inventory. These are big hunks of diamond. So they actually trail behind your vehicle. And the cool thing about that is, two cool things. Cool thing number one, you have to process the diamonds before you leave the stage, which is in a special room. And when you go into that special room, all your diamonds that you've got trailing behind you get processed, and now you can actually exit the stage with them. And you can take your processed diamonds to the beginning of the stage and bank them, basically. You don't have to do all the what stage in one go. Uh, so you've got that aspect of it. Plus, if an enemy... The enemy doesn't care about you. I mean, it does. But the, what the enemy really wants to do is stop you from taking their diamonds. So if an enemy gets close enough to you to touch your diamonds, it takes it, it steals it, and you can't get it back. Those diamonds are completely lost. That ability to score is gone. And it tells you. <laughs> yes. It keeps a running total of how many diamonds you've lost overall in your game throughout all your stages. And why does it do that? Because this is a 20-stage game. And if you lose more than five diamonds per five stages, you don't get a password. You have to do better for it to reward you with a password so you can start at a later level. And the way the levels are set up is you have levels one through five that you can do in any order. And then after you do all those five levels, you can do six through ten in any level or in any order. It is so nice. It is so nice to have the variety of which things you start on. You might be really confident in one level. Play it. If you lose too many diamonds, you're like, screw this. I'm just going to restart. So much awesomeness. The other thing about the process room, Aaron, that I don't think a lot of people understand. <coughs> although you can only go in the process, diamond processing room in one direction, you can actually leave through two directions. Either the way you came in or straight down. If you leave through the bottom of the processing area, which I didn't do, it keeps your diamonds in the processing area. Yeah. So you can just go out, get a few more, process those, go out, get a few more, process those, and then take the whole chain at one time to the end. Oh. There's okay. so much 
strategy and so much to think about in this game that you don't notice when you first start playing. Uh, and then here's the absolute kicker. Two players simultaneous. And you can either do it competitively or cooperatively. And if you do it competitively, your shots hurt the other guy. Brilliant. This literally has every concept, every morsel of gaming pushed to extreme levels. And it nails it in literally every beat except the sound is horrible. <laughs> it is absolute garbage. Yeah. Put in some headphones and listen to some music because the sound in this is really bad. On one of the versions of this I played, the cracks <laughs> music was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I wish you could play that to the whole thing. How uh, do you have bad sound? I guess on, a, I don't know, back in the old days, I mean, they hadn't quite tapped into the Sid yet. I, 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 I was astounded by how bad the sound was. But I'll, this so is one of these games that what I would call brilliant sound. No, your game's sound was so it was pretty bad too, but everything else was too. No, it was. So this game, Aaron, is a true high score game. There are so many. There are X amount of points you can get per stage. You can really, really point press if you eat all the dirt. There is no time limit. But you're not eating it. Well, you well, but don't say it like the, that. You shovel you're just the dirt. Getting rid of it. Uh, as the game progresses more, there are more complex um, aspects. For example, you can pick up a key, and what the key there are certain mines that have uh, basically Pac-Man style: go in one tunnel, come out another tunnel. Yeah, that's kind, of, and it takes a second too. Which yeah, kind of neat. Um, <clears throat> and the it, in the later levels, those are locked in the beginning. So you have to get the key to unlock it. And those usually end up going to special parts of the dungeon that you can't get to without the key. The controls on this game are grid, which if you don't realize that, you're going to have a bad time. And what I mean by that is if you are in between your grid spaces and you hit up, and then you're like, oh, crap, I really wanted to go down. As soon as you get past the point of where the next intersection of the grid is, you go. So it, it takes a little bit to get used to. This would be a great game for a four-directional stick. Absolutely. You know, like arcade. Absolutely. The enemies in this are smart enough. They are, they're aggressive enough that you want to avoid them. It's not necessarily hard to avoid them, but it is astronomically hard to avoid having your diamonds stolen. And it's so frustrating when you get your diamonds stolen because you, you don't have to have all the diamonds to finish the stage. In fact, you can leave the stage and it be considered quote-unquote complete if you, have, if you do no diamonds. But it's a high score game, so the more diamonds, the higher score. This is literally... this is so freaking good. Aaron, what did you think about this? Well, you know, I have to say, when, I, when you picked this one, I thought, okay, I mean, you're right. When you think of a generic term like diamond mine, yes. I was like, I don't know about this one. And then you look at it, it's, it doesn't look anywhere as impressive as the one I played. No, graphically, it, graphically it's... Graphically, it's, it's it almost <coughs> looks like something like, a, a, what's it, old game, Lock and Chase or something, yeah, it, or Ladybug it, or something. It, it doesn't do anything special with the graphics, yeah. but it you never go like, what's that? You know exactly what everything is. The key, what made, this is a, this game, listen, I'm... You're a piece of crap, but your game is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this yeah, is a is. this is a this is a game that's quite clever. They did a lot of things that were clever, and they piled them into one game. Yes, the dirt and the shooting was clever. You, I don't know if you mentioned the areas that you have to dig all the way around to get into. Yeah, but to, so there are areas that you can't just walk <laughs> into. You've got to like dig them out, basically. Yes, uh, which is clever. The tunnel systems were are very clever. Where you go in and come out, but it's not like Pac-Man. You could go into one that's in the middle of the screen, come out in the middle of the other part of the screen. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it's not just a wrapper. Dragging around. the diamonds behind you as the monsters come up on you is a very cunning idea. I mean, I'd say it's very clever. And as I watched the two players against this, I thought to myself, this would be a, a an awesome two player game. This might be something to pull up a boat fest. By the way, what if you're watching the stream? What Aaron has going here is the task. 
you aren't this good. Yeah. Oh, this is a no. tool-assisted speed run of the game. Yeah. So don't look at this and go, man, this game's so easy. It ain't that easy. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But, I mean, you it's not super-duper frustrating where you can't get anywhere. It's so frustrating when you lose your diamonds, though. You, though that is, yeah. And it, like I said, it, the, the fact that the game keeps track of your failures, like, I need that in my life. Something <laughs> to tell me everything I screwed up. And so you know all the money you left on the table as you as you drive around your car. And punishes you for yeah. it. Uh, you can get extra cars. Uh, you, like Brent said, the enemies improve at a certain point. Uh, the, uh, the the mazes are pretty varied. I didn't get to see a ton of them. Yeah. I saw enough. Well, there's 20 of them, and about 16 of them are really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't play them all, but I've visually seen them all. They, they fall into the one trap of... Uh, let's just do a big spiral on one of the stages, yeah. and that kind of crap's garbage. But for the most part, they're really good. I was real surprised to get to that refine. I only got to the re- area where you could refine your stuff once, and I was like, "What? What? what? Is that? How yeah. is that possible?" Not, I wasn't very good at the game, is how I was horrible at it. Wow! But I, I will say I did get better. Trust me, I, this game's not easy. It was tough. It was. I had. A, I thought it was difficult at first. I didn't have problems dying. Well, I just had problems getting out with all my diamonds. Well, I had trouble dying because I didn't want to lose my diamond. And I will say that's part of the fun of the game. It, it letting you know where you failed. That's tough, man, because you don't want to fail. It's like, man, because every time you see that. That diamonds lost number go up. You're yeah. like, well, I'm not getting that back. <laughs> uh, there's, it's funny. I mean, I'll, you can look at this and think about twenty different things. Oh, it's a Pac-Man clone, or oh, it's a Dig Dug clone, or oh, it's a Locket. It's not. It's a clone. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, like, I pretty much. I mean, it's it's graphical. This is your classic old school game. That's great. I've never seen another game done like this before or since. And it's one of those uh, for me. Uh, no, no pun intended. But this is yet another. Of the hidden gem variety of game, yes. you could play this with one player and have a good time, and two players competitive would be probably quite a hoot. Oh my god! I would like to try it uh, sometime uh, because I, I think th- cooperative would be awesome. Did this get? Did you notice that this got released? Did you mention this got any other releases? This, this did also get released on the Atari Eight Hundred. All the eight bits got that's, that's but right. The, that's, but it looks horrible. Oh, really? Looks How much horrible. worse can it look? I no. Mean, uh, it, it's like monocolor almost. I did notice that I actually put it up if you're watching the stream. Uh, this had a yellow cart, which I thought was kind of neat. That's kind of cool. And it had a cool box, too. So it, it, everything going for it. This is one of those classic games where they make the box look triple awesome. Yeah. Because they know when you see the graphics, you're going to be underwhelmed. Yeah. The fact that you could pick the level you go to is neat. You could leave the level. I mean, you, you can't go back is the problem. So if you, if you right. could drive right out, but then you just screwed yourself. But still, it lets you if you want to. Well, and you can go you can go back and forth multiple times as long as you refine at least one diamond each time. So you can bank your diamonds. I, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. There is strategy if for a maze game, because this is a maze game. Yeah. I, I will fully admit that. <coughs> but for, this really took, I'm a maze game. To incredible heights because it did so many unique things so well. And while this game is frustrating and it is hard, you feel like you're getting better because you don't just, it's not just you dying over and over, unless you're Aaron. And yes, that it's that's somewhat frustrating, but you're losing your diamonds, which doesn't end your game. It just makes you not win as much, which is incredibly frustrating, and it's so well done. That aspect of gameplay is so well done, <clears throat> and you feel yourself getting better. Yeah. I I kept getting more and more diamonds. I kept being less risky. I would go pick up three or four diamonds, bank them, right? And then I would drive out. I would typically, when I tried to go to the exit, I would typically you try to do all at one time. That I am guilty of. But I just, there are just so many good aspects of this game. It's exactly like your game, but it's with concepts and design that works. I preferred my game, You're but insane. that's just me. I like that sort of game. But this game, I will say, was a lot of fun and would probably shine with... Uh, with uh, uh, two players as well. Uh, yes. We did get a Discord uh, look at this, Brent. Uh, again, from Pajaco. He writes, Diamond Mine is, a, is quite a tough game from the off. 
and one that gives you a little chance to settle in before it's over. Uh, you like gold diggers on a lot of winter. Only <laughs> it's cute. I only realized a couple uh, of games in that you could actually shoot the enemies, <laughs> which helps a lot. Although it isn't <clears throat> foolproof. Kill too many, then some real bad A enemies come after you. I like that you had the diamond stash areas. It is all too easy to lose diamonds when you drag a long chain of them. But I really didn't get why I had to take them there first before exiting the level. It would have been Gotta nice refine them. to have the option to just get out with the diamonds if you choose to. My only complaint really is they refused to give me a password for completing the first five levels because I'd lost too many diamonds. Yes. Harsh. <laughs> the one, so awesome. This one could easily have been an arcade game and one that took my coins easily. A good one to check out for some good old C64 gaming, 8 out of 10. I will say something else that this does that I enjoy. Same thing Mr. Dude did. Is occasionally you'll get up into a level and they'll put a little message in the maze. Yeah. Like get out was one I noticed. Easy was Easy one. Easy was one. Yeah. So that's... That always, I always enjoy their uh, creative whackery. I know. don't. I actually don't like that. Ah, uh, come on! You're just because you hate fun and joy. We've established that. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think that's cheap level design. Oh, it's fun. But for a game like this, you can get away with it. That's right. That's right. Um, did you, uh, did you look this up on the eBay or anything? I did not. I just simply ran out of time. There you go. I was too busy playing the game. That tells you how good it is. There you go. So let me ask you here as we, as we. As we close up, now listen, I know you were uh, uh, sort of a harsh jerk about my game, and I think we could recommend both games this week for some fun. Uh, I would definitely want to try yours with multiplayer, and I think there's also some fun to be had with Crisis uh, Mountain if you uh, if you allow it uh, to uh, entertain and delight and look over some of its more uh, tiny foibles. Well, Aaron, do you know, you know an experience where you don't get those tiny foibles? It ain't this show, that's for sure. No, but it is Retro Rewind. Oh, man. And let me tell you something, Aaron. If you need solid help with your C64 so you can play some of these awesome games, mm. let's say it's sitting in a closet, it blew caps 10 years ago, you don't know what you're doing, Yeah. you can send it to Retro Rewind, send it up to our good buddy Frank, and he's going to fix that for you. Get it back to you post haste, and he's not going to make you mine the diamonds just to pay for it. No, 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 absolutely not. And I want to say something as we enter the Christmas season. What better time than now to buy your loved ones? You know, the ladies, they used to like diamonds, diamond ring, gold. That's for suckers. You know what the ladies want now? They want a CDT cat kit. They want that thing bought for Frank. They want a diagnostic cartridge for their cocoa, right? They want an A600 accelerator board. Okay, they don't want that, but you do. <laughs> and so what you do is you say, you tell your old woman, listen, don't give me another pair of socks or some suspenders, that kind of crap. Here's what I want. Give her the web address. That's RetroRewind.ca. Point her right to what you want and say, here you go, baby. Make me a jolly fellow on Christmas Day with a goodie that I purchased at RetroRewind.ca for a good buddy, Frank, up near the North Pole in Canada, Brandon. That's it. Now, with all that said, it's wheel time. What's new on the table this week, my friend? Our retro rewind. I, 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 Aaron, yeah. I, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit manipulative when it comes to the retro rewind square. All right, why is that? I shoved the old Dick Smith wizard right back in there. Oh, man. You're, getting, you're lazing out on these pieces. I, That's oh, no, 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 no. That's the retro rewind. The new piece is the Zen Max... Daewoo PC, which I, I'm sorry, the Daewoo CPC. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Let's spin the wheel. Oh, man. Anything but that Daewoo thing. We don't have I can't handle that. And the winner is. And the winner is, Oh, Aaron. please, not the Daewoo. We have from Andy Craig, Keeping the Faith. Religious games. Religious games? Yes. How, how seasonal. Yes. It's happened again. I love it, Brent. So that means next week we will be playing uh, religious games. That's right. Now, That's wanna, what the piece said. Do you want to put any uh, sort of, there's no restrictions on, on this? No. Okay, great. Well, sometimes you like to just arbitrarily make new rules. All right, fine. No, no games from the FM Towns Marty. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm all for that. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, just a couple... Uh, 
Howdy hoes. We want to thank everybody howdy, 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 uh, that howdy, joined howdy, us. Howdy. You know, it's it's been only just a little over a week since the Thanks for Giving Marathon. We haven't talked to anybody since that. Uh, if <laughs> literally we've crawled into a cave, yeah, we, we both, were mining some diamonds. Trust me, that was the best part of that weekend for both of us. I assure you, because it went south in a hurry after that. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Uh, but we'd like to thank everybody for you know that ended up being one of the top. I think it's the second or third biggest event of the year. On the channel. So it was like real big deal right behind Amigathon Boat Fest. Thanks for giving Marathon. So thank you for lighting it up for us. We appreciate that. Uh, for your uh, uh, entertainment, there are two versions available to watch right now. If you go to the Amigos uh, Retro uh, Gaming channel, there's a two hour super cut that I, I cut out all the garbage, all the games that sucked, all the parts of us screwing with the controllers. That's all gone. It's just a super cut of gaming. It's a rich. Uh, a rich, thick, chocolatey donut of gang. But if you're the kind of guy that wants to put something on the background for like seven hours, I put the full run uh-huh. up on the Amigo stream team uh, area for that, your perusal. I thought you were going to recommend Lord of the Rings. You know, it's funny because I haven't fully posted last year's Thanksgiving, but this one got far more views than last year. I don't know what we did. What did we do wrong last year? I don't know what happened. Well, you kind of suck. So I may put that up in the, in the near future. Listen, a couple uh, quick items. Uh... I don't have the dates set in front of me. But we are uh, because of the uh, because of Boat Fest's uh, June uh, uh, date. We have decided to move Amigathon to its new permanent home in February. I believe it's February. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, and it is February eighteenth Feb- from eight a.m. to eight p.m. EST. There you go. February eighteenth, the new home uh, for. Amigathon. I think that's a wise move because last year we had them doubled up on us right there. And Boat Fest is on. I believe there's a uh, date. I think he's. I know if you uh, look around, you can find on the Discord. You can find a video of him exploring the new the new venue uh, this year, which is going to be off the charts. I guarantee you, this is going to be bigger and better than last year's. You are um, definitely going to have more food options. They're going to be more of everything because this place is a lot bigger than the old place. Uh, it's quite a bit larger, actually, like almost probably double the size. Uh, so that'll that'll help. So we'll get more information on you as those things draw closer. I'm just going to give you the heads up right now. Uh, and so those things will be happening. And if you're listening and you're dying for that information, but you're not a member of our Discord party, our Discord channel, our Discord all night long, you, can, you really hung yourself out there, didn't you? You, <laughs> you can come to uh, uh, our Patreon page, sign up to become a Patreon, and you will automatically be whisked away to the Discord channel. I just love that. So, yes, we, we got a, a good year of fun coming up, uh, including, uh, of course, the also the Amigos uh, Christmas and uh, end-of-the-year specials coming up in the month of December. That's all we got, Brent. Until next week. When- Whoa, one more thing. Oh, I'm sorry, please. If you are a super fan of ARG Presents, you can go to our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash ARG Presents. We've got a Patreon page? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Well, who do you think the, all these people we thank at the end of the show are? I thought they are. were through the other thing. I didn't know. Anchor. I didn't know. Listen, I don't know nothing about no money. That's why you and Boat take care of that crap. I don't know nothing. There you go. There you go. A little plug there from Patreon. Uh, we will leave you with the uh, uh, silky smooth tones of our good buddy Barkbit. Put together all our themes for us. We don't thank Barkbit and the Dunk enough. We thank them every show. I'm thanking them right now, verbally. The Dunk, good the Dunkin' Styles. We got the same guy that does this week at Retro, uh, Brent, which I appeared on last week, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. By the way, we got a shout out on there because they they uh, covered a game that we'd mentioned. So there you go. Good shout outs everywhere. Uh, We'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, Until then, have a good day and stay out of those minds, brother. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Deppin Styles for our vector style graphics and Barkbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlet, 17. Laron Garut. Templar Mar. Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Raw, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, 
Graham, W. Fetke, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitterblitter, Pajaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo Edel, The Slow, Richard Smith, Terry Howard, Full of Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.